God bless you for being here tonight. I'd like to take your Bible, if you would, and turn to the book of Corinthians, chapter 9, and verse 15, Corinthians. Appreciate you being here tonight. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to, the Holy Ghost and I are going to speak tonight on the subject of joy unspeakable. You know, we're people that's been grafted in that we're the wild olive branch. We was not a people and didn't have a God, according to the scripture. But God chose to engraft us in as the wild olive branch. And it's how wonderful it is that God would be so mindful of us and give us what he's given us in these days we live in. It is joy unspeakable. So let's look at 2 Corinthians 9, 15. Glory to God. And by their prayer for you, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you. That was verse 14. I won't read that, but verse 15. Thanks be unto God for this what? Unspeakable gift. And that's the Holy Ghost that God has given us. It's unspeakable. You cannot explain how good the things of God is. Had a wonderful Sunday school class this morning. Ken done a wonderful job teaching it. Can't pronounce the man's name in the Bible. When David's going through his most difficult time, when others was criticizing him and find fault with him, this man stood with him. Ken talking about every one of us needs somebody to stand with us sometime. And it's wonderful to have friends that stands with you when you're going through the most difficult time in your life. Good, good lesson. So he said, thanks be unto God for his what? Unspeakable gifts. Brother Cooper Plum said one time, I'm so glad that God let me in on this. The unspeakable gifts of God. And it's wonderful that God has allowed us to be a part of his kingdom. Galatians 5 and 22 said the fruit of the Spirit, part of it is joy. When the Holy Ghost comes in us, we get what? Joy unspeakable and full of glory and he doesn't just come and go he lives and resides and makes his home with us he stays there with us it comes out of our bellies are rivers of living waters and one of it is joy joy the joy of the lord is what our strength the person lose their joy they lose their what spiritual strength so the god gives us something that's everlasting that stays with us forever and that's the rivers of living water. And James 1.17 said, Every good gift and perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights to give us unspeakable joy. David said, By the Lord I run through troops and I've jumped over walls because of that unspeakable joy that he had in his life. The Queen of the South came and saw Solomon. The scripture said she saw Solomon in all of his glory. And she said the breath went out of her. In other words, she fainted when she seen all the glory that Solomon had. And the scripture says, she said the half has not even been told. That was only a shadow of what the glory of Christ comes in our lives, the Holy Ghost, and lives in our lives. They just had a shadow of a thing. And we got the fullness of what Christ has promised us in, the, in our lives today. 
So the Queen of South saw that. The word was only a shadow of things to come. Even all of Moses and all of his glory and all of his miracles and everything that he accomplished was just a shadow of what Jesus was going to bring and live in our lives. Thank God for joy of what? Unspeakable joy. It's unspeakable. It can't be explained. Second Corinthians 9 and 11 says, being rich in everything. How many feel rich in everything? The Holy Ghost enriches us what? In everything, Paul said, in everything. Through all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving unto God. I tell you, when you have the joy of the Lord in your heart, you're thankful unto the Lord. There's a thanksgiving that goes up. There's a praise and a worship that goes up into God, in his nostrils of God. He appreciates the praise of his people to give thanks unto God for this wonderful joy that's in our life. Now, he said, enriched in everything. Everything, and we'll get to it again in some other scriptures, everything we're enriched with what? Joy. We have great joy. Wonderful joy in our lives. Praise God. The Holy Ghost is in our lives. Enriched, he said, with sincere love and compassion for others. Jesus saw the troubled people. He moved with compassion. When a Christian is filled with the Holy Ghost, the joy of the Lord, and they see people in trouble, they move with what? Compassion. They have compassion on them. Deuteronomy 1 and 11 said, The Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times so many more as you are and bless you as he has promised you. We are meant for more than what we have. It is God's plan for us to have overwhelming joy in our life. Overwhelming joy. I mean, I believe it's God's will that you have laughter in your life. It's wonderful to have laughter in your life. It's joy unspeakable when you have laughter in your life. The man that got the Holy Ghost one time and he went, said he went down, sat by the railroad track and said, every wheel turned over, said, praise ye the Lord, praise you. I mean, you know your attitude changes when you get the Holy Ghost. I tell you, my attitude changed. People didn't have to tell me that I'd receive something different. They knew after a little while being around me, they could tell there's something different in my life. You don't need a bumper sticker to tell people you're a Christian. They're around you a little bit, they tell something different about you. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord, and it's free. It's free. God gives us to the joy of the Lord. David was so enriched by the things of God. Being enriched in what? The scripture said being enriched in what? In everything. You're enriched in everything by the joy of the Lord. It's the joy of the Lord that enriches us, and it's a free gift. It comes to us free. And it says to unspeakable to all boundfulness. It is God's plan for the church to abound and Christians to abound in what? In all things. That's our inheritance. That's our promise to God. And we have to receive that by faith. I've come to the conclusion that reading the scriptures and studying the scriptures of faith is very important in a Christian's life to get the inheritance that God has promised us. It's there waiting on us. Like the promised land was waiting on them. But the only way they could get it was by faith. God said, when I put this Holy Ghost fire in you, 
I gave you unspeakable joy, and it's going to last forever. It's not going to run out. Praise God for the wonderful things of God. 2 Corinthians 9 and 12. For the ministration of the service, not only supply, I want you to notice this scripture. Let me start all over again. For the ministration of the service, not only supplies the want of the saints. He didn't say here, I supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. He says, I supply what? Your wants. How many could say tonight that God, if he hadn't supplied all your wants, he just about has. He just about supplied all of your wants. I'm talking about in the spiritual life, in the spiritual realm. And he blesses us beyond measure. And God wants to hear us say that what? We're blessed. We're blessed. Deuteronomy said you're blessed going in and you what? And you're blessed going out. You ought to read Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14 regular. I don't know about you, but I don't ever go past that 14 no more. Why do I, why do I don't read no more past verse 14? Somebody shout it out. Curses. They want no curses. I'm going to read what I'm going to get. Amen. He's going to give you good measures, pressed down and running over. Boundly blessings. That's what he's saying here. That is abundantly also by many thanksgivings unto God. We'll get to in a minute. If you give, we use that word give, I think, too often for giving money. But when you give, you, there's a lot of things you can give is, is probably more important than money. One of the most precious things we have in life today is what? Thank you, sister. Time. People said, I ain't got time. We all got the same amount of time. This person was telling me about their problems the other day and they were another race. And I said, that's one thing that all humanity has in common. We have problems. Everybody on this earth has what? Problems. And we all have the same amount of time. And you say, well, I just don't have the time. It's because it's not scheduled right. I got a little book that I bought many, many years ago. Don't work hard. Thank you. I've seen people in my lifetime, hard, diligent workers, and never go nowhere. I talked to a man the other day that moved from Houston up here and built a big place and everything, talking about these people he hard to work for him. He said, they're some of the hardest workers I've ever seen in my life. But said, not one of them a smart worker. You've got to work what? Smart. God wants to supply all of our needs according to what? And your wants. God wants us blessed. Why did the people ask Isaac to leave their country? Because he was so blessed. He was so blessed. God has so blessed us. I'm blessed, and I believe you're blessed. Let me read some of that again there. To all boundfulness, being rich in everything, which have seen so much spoken of us before, what God has spoken to us, the blessings of God, the blessings of God. Peggy worked at the bank all those years, and all the Social Security checks used to come in, what, the first of the month? And she said you could expect a flood at the bank when? First of the month, Sister Linda's laughing. You could expect it because them 
people was expecting that squat. What was they expecting to come in? The social care check. Is that right? Listen, we ought to expect the blessings of God. We're the children of God. We're born from above. We're not of this world. We're of another world. We ought to expect the blessings of God. Expect the good things of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. person asked me the other day to help them pray about the job they was applying for. And I said, I want you to pray that help me to get it. I said, I'm not going to pray to help you to get it. I'm going to pray that you got it. Listen, faith speaks what they want to see happen. If we want something, we ought to speak like what? Like we got it. That, that, we'll get to that here again in a minute. But we have to speak the things of God and the wonderful blessings of God. 2 Corinthians 9 and 12 says, For the ministration of the service of God supplies the want of the same, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. When God gives us something, you order what? Thank God. When I would get a merit and promotion on the job, I'd go to my superior and I would shake their hands and I would thank them for the merit increase. I said, it blesses Peggy and it blesses Gina and I'm so thankful. Amen? Most of us probably don't work no more. I asked a guy one time, I mean, he, pretty, he worked in another county, and I asked him one time, I said, I heard the other day that they give you a raise and you turned it down. He said, yeah, I did. I said, I heard you talk pretty ugly to him. He said, yes, I did. I told him if they couldn't give me no more than that, just keep it. And I said, man, did you put a pencil on that and see what you turned down to the end of the year? He said, well, no, I didn't. I don't care if you get a dime, you ought to thank God. Every seed multiplies. I forgot how many grains of corn is in one seed. Brother Melvin, do you know? I don't know. Anybody know? Some of you, how many? How many? Thousand? Five hundred and fifty in one grain. Now listen, listen to that. Five hundred and fifty grains of seed in one ground. One grain. Green. What that guy turned down, if he'd have put a pencil to it, he would have thanked them. Thank God. Thank you for it. Every seed keeps right on bearing. When you give, you give your time. There's those that came up here yesterday and gave a shower, helped the people. I guarantee you, I'm going to say to you, you sow the seed and you, you can expect a return. That, the Chinese have a saying, a fire never burns a seed. It keeps on giving. Several years ago, we went to, during the 4th of July, we went to, um, Yellowstone National Park. Right after they had that big fire, they thought that place was destroyed. And they told us we're seeing flowers come up that we've never seen before. This place has come back like we've never seen before. It proved the Chinese theory, fire never burns what? Problems never destroy your seed. You may not see it for a while, but it's there, and it's going to do what? Multiply. One grain be 500 what? 550. Isn't that something? That's on one, is that on one, uh, the whole stalk? Get out of here. Get out of here. How many? 
on one. Praise God. How many has ever been one of the famous corn countries? Hagen Ennis and I went there at one time, not just to see the corn, but I'm telling you, that corn, I believe, was eight foot tall. You have never seen so many ears of corn on a stalk of corn and how big they were. That seed just keeps right on what? Multiplying. What you give will keep on multiplying. Not only he supplies your needs, he supplies your what? Wants. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Luke 6, 38 said, Give and it shall be what? Given unto you what? Good measures what? Pressed down what? Shaking together and running over. You may not have money to give, but there's one thing everybody's got the same amount of, and that's what? Time. And that's one of the most precious things that we have probably today is what? Time. And it's probably the thing that's most misused is time. When we spend our time properly and go the second mile, be a blessing, that blessing's going to come back to you, press down, and what? Running over like you never imagined before when you give. What about giving a praise? My mother used to, I wish she had never told me this. She didn't until later years in life. She said, when you was a kid growing up, I could brag on you and said, you just work yourself to death. I mean, no, everybody likes a praise. There's more people in this world hungry of praise and attention than there is food. And two-thirds of this world lives in poverty. And how blessed we are, not only when the blessings are natural things, but blessed in the Spirit. Blessed in the Spirit. How blessed we are. How blessed we are in the good things of God. And Peter said to the lame man, such as I have, I do what? I give unto you. I got it free, and I'm going to give it unto you. Such as have, I have, I'm going to give unto you. So give, whatever it is, and give. How, how are we to give? Joyfully, gladly, in thanksgiving. Give our time, joyfully. Glad to be thankful you can do it. Be thankful you got the strength and you're able to do it, those things of God. A good deed is a seed that will never quit multiplying. It's always going to do what? Multiply. I'm just glad for what was his name, Johnny Appleseed. Go to read his story sometime about bringing an apple into this country. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, there's one time there were no apples in this country. Thank God to Johnny Appleseed when he brought apples to this country. And some of the Peggy's kin folks lived in some of the apple-growing countries in this, in this nation, apparently. It's, the scripture says, give unto the Most High. As you give, give it like you give it to God. Not you give it to the individual, but as you give it unto God. It said, give to the Most High according as he has enriched you. Give thee with a cheerful eye. For the Lord recompense you seven times more. Now that one seed is more than seven times, isn't it? See how God multiplies when you give? You give thanksgivings unto God? It's called the law of attraction. Have you ever driven by irons, junk iron out there? Watch this big crane, what's it doing? Huh? 
Why is he lifting it up? He lets that big crane down that he can match. And I guess he flips a switch in there. Is that what he does? And when he lets that thing down, I just driven by one day and stopped it. And he just let that down on a car and flipped the switch. Is that what you said? And all of a sudden, that car just come rising up. Amen. Praise God. It's called the law of attraction. We attract what we are. If we're good, cheerful givers, we're going to attract what? You're going to attract good things to you. To be cheerful. Give good praises. Give a good time. When you can, be what? Ken mentioned something this morning. I, I didn't want to say. Seemed like I tried not to talk in the class at all. Or the, um, but he's talking about people says, well, I don't go visit somebody to the funeral or somebody's had an accident, somebody got killed because I don't know what to say. Roland Stuckey, probably back in the 60s, his wife was hit by a train at Mall's Drugstore. Some of you might remember that. It took her life. We all worked together. But they were very young. We went over there, sat down in the house, and this guy sat down beside him said, Roland, I don't know what to say. Now, somebody tell me what Roland said. Huh? Say it out loud. I don't want you to hear one word from you. Your presence sitting here beside us is more than any word you could ever say. It's not the words we speak sometimes. It's just our presence being there. Just presence being there. How many of you ever just felt like sometimes it didn't, but you just felt the presence of the Lord when you were broken? Good, good example. Put his arms around you. Loves you. Good example. Joy unspeakable. Being rich in what? In everything. Through all boundfulness. 2 Corinthians 9 and 12. For the ministration of the service, it is God's pleasure to give. He loves giving. Let me read that from the Amplified Bible. Not only supplies the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Most of us in this building tonight got more than what we need. Is that right? I parked by a guy down the other day at the crisis and got out and he was driving a, a three-quarter ton truck, four-wheeler, had a big toolbox on it. He got up in the back of it, and I stopped and talked to him. He said, I'm from Lodi. And I, you know, we talked for a while, and he opened the lid on that toolbox. And you ain't never seen like, and then you men, you ain't never seen like a tool in a toolbox in your life. He stood there and looked at it a while and said, I know it's in there somewhere. I know it's in there, but I ain't going to look for it. I'm going in there and buy another one. A lot of times, things are lost among the stuff. Hmm? And God wants us to be blessed. To be blessed. Be blessed. Praise God. Joy unspeakable. Joy unspeakable. It does not only full of supply of what is lacking, but He brings it to the overflow. He doesn't just give us what we need. He brings it to what? Overflow. And many thanksgivings unto God. Ephesians 1 and 4 said, God has blessed us in the heavenly realm with 
every blessings in Christ Jesus. They said Smith Wigglesworth visited Niagara Falls. When he saw it, he fell face down on the ground. He said, oh, God, let those rivers flow out of me like Niagara Falls is flowing. Rivers of love, rivers of compassion, rivers of joy, rivers of laughter, rivers of thanksgiving. Let it flow out of me. Just as God has our Heavenly Father promised us in Luke 15 that all that he has belongs to who? Us. How many believe that all that God has belongs to you? And all that you have belongs to who? God. Your sins belong to Him. Your failures belong to Him. Your disappointment belongs to Him. But all the joy and the pleasure that He has belongs to who? Me. That's our inheritance. That's our promise. The promise of God in our lives. He promised us joy unspeakable. Joy unspeakable. I don't know how many of you have heard of Heidi Baker. She, her husband graduated from college. And the Lord called her to Mozambique. One of the poorest countries on the face of this earth. Among, among the poorest countries on the face of this earth. Her goal is to reach one million people before she dies. That's her goal. To reach one million people before she dies. If you ever get a chance, you might want to buy the little book that's called Compelled by Love. Compelled by Love. She said this guy that crawled on his hands and knees and he had sandals on his hands, sandals on his knees come to church. They don't have buildings they support. They don't have no food. They just have church. Amen? You read the book of, what is it, Thielman? Thielman? Paul committed him for having church in his house. In his house. He crawled everywhere he went. But he, he didn't know Jesus. So he came to one, one of the services one day and he told him he wanted to find Jesus too. So the lady picked him up and carried him out in the water and baptized him. When he come out of the water, she said she had never seen such much joy and laughter and a smile on a person in all of her life. Now, you would think he got what? No, but he didn't. But when he came out of that water, he got back on him, sandals on his knees. And she said even to this day, he's still crawling on his hands and his knees. And everywhere he's going, he's telling people, how goodness. Jesus has been to him. How many believe that Jesus has been good to you? You know, get him crawling on his hands and knees, and he's telling everybody how good what? And they would think, well, it not been too good to him, don't look like to me. There's a joy inside of us that passes all understanding. Joy of the Lord. I marvel at Helen Keller and what she accomplished in this world. She was invited to kings and queens, and they honored her. She's blind, deaf, and dumb. Ann Sullivan is one that trained her. And I don't feel like I've accomplished anything. Look what she has accomplished. She's blind, deaf, and dumb. God wants us blessed. And our greatest blessings is not what we possess. It's what's inside of us. Kim said in the Sunday school class sometimes quarrel between two people it may not be their fault it may be your fault you, you need to check to see what kind of attitude you have 
so the good things of God is in our lives. So her goal is to reach one million. I'm, uh, she has a miraculous ministry. John, Jesus said in John 20 and 29, have not seen, yet have believed. We'll come back to that in just a minute. He said, have not seen, but yet have believed. First Peter 1 and 8 says, whom having not seen, yet you love. He said, you have not yet seen Jesus, but you do what? You love him by faith and what he's put in our heart. You love him. And whom though now you see him not, yet believeth, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Though you have not seen him, you're still rejoicing, unspeakable, and joy, and full of glory because you believe in him. And Jesus said, we're more blessed today if you believe, even if you haven't seen, than those that have seen him. How blessed we are. If you believe in Christ tonight, you're what? Blessed. You haven't seen him. I know there's some people have seen him. I hadn't seen him. Maybe some of you have seen him. But that should not keep us from having unspeakable joy in our life. It's a gift of God in our life. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll read a few things here. Then uh, read something here about Ruth. When she was uh, redeemed. And uh, she married Boaz. And the women said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord's which have not let thee this day without a kinsman. And his name may be famous in all of Israel. She had no kinsman. She just thought that she didn't have anybody. But listen to what the next verse said, this woman said to her. And it shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life, a nurser of thy old age, for thy daughter-in-law which loveth thee which better to thee than seven sons had borne you. I want you to notice how God had blessed her abundantly when she thought she didn't have anything. There she would be able to nurse Obed. And everybody knows the generation of Obed. Let me read you another scripture. Found in the book of Habakkuk. Although the fig tree shall not bloom or blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olives shall fall or fail, and the field shall yield up no meat, and flocks shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stall. Would you say that's critical time? Your crops have failed, your fruit trees are failed, Remember one time, I know I said this before, when I was a kid, cholera broke out in the country. Killed all of our hogs. Killed mules. My dad, he just didn't know what to do. Because I was just a kid. I didn't, you know, I it didn't concern me. You know, I still going to eat anyhow. I didn't know how. I didn't even think about stuff like that. And my grandmother, my mother's mother was living with us. My daddy's nickname was Buck. And she said, Buck, if you hadn't had it, you couldn't have lost it. But we went out through the neighbors 
And what did our neighbors do? Let us borrow things. We finished the crop. I'm a living. I'm still living, you know. That that thing didn't kill us. I want you to know this was treacherous time. Treacherous time right in the Bible in the book of Habakkuk. But notice what he says. Yet, in all these treacherous times, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like the hind's feet, and he will make me to walk again in high places to the chief singer of my strange instrument. Brother Michael, he prays a strange instrument. Is that right? How many, how, many, how many can say tonight, everybody in this building tonight has got a strange instrument? Thank you. Everybody, everybody, you got to, he said, I'm going to play a string instrument. I'm going to play it. I'm going to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Though no ox is in the stall, the crops have failed. How many of you ever heard of George Washington Carver? He was the man that convinced Georgia to start planting peanuts instead of what? Cotton. Bow weevils. I, I remember when bow weevils eat up what? cotton crop. And you say, why didn't you spray it? Wasn't no spray. That come along in the last several years. Because the boll weevil not going to eat what? Peanut. You'll just sometime read what all a peanut does. How blessed are we for God to send people in our lives like that. And I'm going to read you something that cut out of the Christmas magazine. Uh, Diane has first acquaintance with this lady, Marilyn Hickey. Is that her name? She went on a trip with her. She is considered, I think she's in her 80s. She's considered probably the greatest ministry, uh, roundabout ministry there is today. But let me read some things that said about her. After 12 months of intensive planning, and years of prayer, the time had finally come. I'm not going to read all this. She started her ministry in a room in her house. She prayed and visualized and talked to preaching to one million people at one time. Many years go by, she was invited to go to Pakistan. No Christian organization has ever received permission to go on those grounds. I want you to know that God is still living and God is still opening doors around this world. There may be some people closing him out, but I guarantee you, he does not get discouraged about that. He is looking for a place to open doors. She went to this country. She was invited to come. She went to this country. How many people gathered? Huh? One million. One million Pakistanians know nothing about God. Sitting on dirt. Sitting on dirt. Listen to this woman preach. Signs and miracles and wonders and thousands of them there in that service. But she ended up saying to this one million people, Signs and the miracles and wonders are not the most important thing in your life. The most important thing and the greatest miracle in your life is to have Christ in your life. 
Multitudes of thousands came and they was baptized. God is opening up doors, pouring his glory out and his blessings out on those that's hungry for God. She went to the Muslim and they invited her to come. She preached, I believe it was 400,000 at one time. Laid hands on people. Miraculous things happening. We are so blessed to hear the gospel. Used to be a saying in an organization used to have a saying, what right do you have it more hear the what right do you have to hear the gospel more than one time? When millions and billions have not heard it what? One time. So God is a God of blessings. He's a God of pouring his power out upon some of the poorest countries in this world. Masses multitude is his blessing. And like Habakkuk said, I don't know, Brother Lester, he's got some tapes. He may have that tape. I don't know. Mark Candy, I heard him preach in the early 60s on that scripture there about Habakkuk. He sort of referred it to like Jacob. What all he went through. But in the end of his life. Praise God. You read there in Ruth, it says, your latter years is going to be greater than what? Somebody ought to say it out. We think our latter years is what? People say, well, I tell you, this golden age ain't what it's put up to be. It just ain't what it's put up to be. What you ought to do is watch television. You ought to see the Shriners and what they publish on, on television, those children. And also Pitt Memphis, what they're trying up there. You don't have to be old to have problems. You can have problems when you're what? Young. I believe your brother wasn't all that old, was he? When he passed away. My brother passed away, I think he's about 31 or something. Our sister passed away at 57. I would say to all the older people, you ought to rejoice. Like my daddy used to say, if you can get up and put both feet on the floor, you know it's going to be what? Talking to a guy the other day, I said, what kind of day you having? He said, I'm, a great, I'm having a great day today. He looked like he's as old as I am on him because I'm a walking. God has blessed us with glory and grace and mercy and truth. Let us shout it out to him. Let him, just let him know how much we appreciate all the blessings that he's pouring out on us. Praise God. Let him know we're thankful for what's happening in our life. God bless you for being here tonight. What kind of... Well, I'm going to back up on that. I'm going to read you something here, what she said. Five keys that I have learned to live a life of victory. She said there's five keys that I've learned to live a life of victory. She names them off here, and she explains every one of them a little bit. First, you must fully surrender to God and God only. First, you must fully surrender to God. Second, you must pray as if your life depended on it, because it does. You must have a vision. Provision follows the vision. Fourth, you must speak the word to change your circumstances. It's a must that we speak the word to do what? 
I believe it's uh, Hebrews 11 and 3 says, we know or we understand that the universe was brought into existence by the commandment of the word of God. Then she goes on to say, and finally, you must embrace the process. How many got that? You must embrace what? The process. And sometimes we don't like the what? We don't like the process. But it's the process we have to go through with. And if we must embrace the process, even though it's bad to the flesh, the result is going to be wonderful. So as you leave out here today, tonight, what kind of week you going to have? Huh? A wonderful week. Some people say, well, I don't know yet. I don't know what's going to happen to me yet. We are going to have a wonderful what? You're going to have trouble, but you're still going to have what? Joy, unspeakable and full of glory. You want to say something? I can't hear you. As you all know, Steve Patterson has cancer of the throat critical condition. Remember, pray for him. And Francis Watley is going to have surgery Tuesday, I believe. So remember them as you go back to your journey. And we'll just pray for them right now. In the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we know your hand is upon Steve Patterson and the blessings of your healing stripes is upon him, Lord. We say thank you for hearing our prayers tonight. We thank you for the great result. We thank you for Prince's wantly, Lord, and the great results that's going to come out of that. Because your hand is up on them, Lord. You're the chief physician. We thank you for the wonderful blessings that's on their lives from this day after. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Amen. God bless you for being here tonight.